0: My name is Adam Markel and I finished writing the book Pivot: The Art and Science of Reinventing Your Career and Life. Welcome to Please Finish Your Book, the show where busy people became published authors. Listen as they share their story along with practical tips that you can use to get your book finished. Now, Here's your host and childhood violinist,
1: John King. Thank you, Erica. Adam Markell is the CEO of New Peaks and a master trainer in the areas of personal and business development, where he has trained thousands of students around the world. He's also a keynote speaker, entrepreneur, attorney, and author. He's here to share his book, his story, and his mindset behind finishing his book. Adam, welcome to the show. Brother, it is my pleasure. We're going to jump right into it. The Art and Science of Reinventing Your Life. Now, the title pretty much says it all for me, but Adam, what does that mean and what is this book really about?
0: First of all, thank you for having me on the show, John. I really appreciate it. The book is a story of my own experience of going through life uh, or getting to a stage of life where I had spent quite a lot of years working in a particular profession. I am I am an attorney, I don't practice law anymore but I'm a sort of a recovering attorney if you will, uh, having spent 18 years in the practice of law and much of the time that I was practicing law to be perfectly honest I didn't love what I was doing. Uh, in fact probably you know after the first five or six years i I liked it less and less all the time uh to the point where at a you know a certain stage in my in my career, I got up in the morning and felt dread when I would begin the day. I put my feet on the floor, and the first kind of thoughts and feelings that were going through my body were feelings of dread about the day uh unhappiness and and even misery and uh and so i was lucky because I didn't just sort of continue on that path uh, until I got sick, you know, physically ill or until I I had a midlife crisis or something. Um, I made a few small changes uh, after I created some new awareness uh, and I got awareness out of reading books. That was how I was able to expand my own awareness. And and as I did that, uh, I was inspired to make a few changes and i refer to those now as pivots those changes in direction and i know you're a, you're an athlete and so i borrowed that term pivot uh from basketball whereas hmm. you probably know you know a a person can pivot on one foot turn 360 degrees around uh without without uh doing you know violating the rules of the game uh and that ability to turn 360 degrees around pivoting on one foot uh, it can be very offensive. It's not just a defensive move. It's, it, in many ways, it's an offensive move, and what it does is it creates vision, and uh, and that's what I now use as a a method, a methodology, and a practice to create new opportunities, new options uh, in business and in uh, in every area of of my life. And I've now taught this this strategy of creating new opportunities, new options, new vision, to thousands and thousands of people all over the globe. And, uh, and that's all contained in this amazing book called Pivot, which is due out April 19th. Uh, it's a Simon & Schuster hardcover. It has very specific rituals that you can adopt uh, almost immediately or within 21 days of reading the book that can change your life forever and for the better. So I hope I gave you enough of, a, of an introduction there.
1: <laughs> yes, great introduction. I have a much better understanding of what the book is about now. When you were writing this book, who did you initially have in mind? Were you writing it for other attorneys who had maybe come to the same crossroads?
0: Well, I can tell you that I had an initial idea at the beginning, and then it morphed from there into something bigger. So initially, when I began to re- write the book, it was really going to be written for my kids. For you know, my wife, hmm. my wife Randy, and I were blessed to be married twenty six years.
1: Congratulations
0: thank you for that, and uh, happily so, and we have four kids, four healthy kids, you know knock on wood, most important thing and when I wrote the book or uh, was began writing the book, you know I, I definitely thought that it would have a, a you know an audience you know appeal, but I was writing it inspired to write it to help our children at some point when they got into their, you know, 20s or 30s or 40s even, and and they came to that proverbial fork in the road in their life, and they didn't know which way to go, uh, because I think that's what happens for a lot of people is that they they sort of come out of school, whether it's out of grade school, high school, college, whatever it is, or, or graduate school, and they take a job, and usually they take a job and then get another one and another one, usually, you know, people kind of settle into a, a career path after two or three uh pivots, two or three changes in their, in their direction. But but my understanding and my experience in, in working with people is that much of the time, the job that they settle on uh, is the one that pays the bills, the one that seems to have a good career path ahead of it. But it's really not based in, in let's say, the, the exploration of their own true self. It's not based in, in why they believe that they were born to begin with. It's not based in what their natural interests are or their gifts are, their special gifts, their unique gifts, and it's not even based uh, in what they would like their legacy to be. You know, what's the mission that they want to pursue in their life so that when they they pass away, they've left a legacy? None of those are the kinds of questions that most people ask and answer at the stage of life when they start committing to a, a career path. And I wanted to write a book that when our kids got to a place in their life, Um, When they might be asking some of those deeper questions about their calling and about their purpose and about the meaningful work that they were doing with their days, you know what what would they do? Ultimately, I realized that this book was was really a book for everyone. It was a book for me, it was a book for our kids, and it was a book for John, for you, for for all the people that may be listening to this, and, and really just about anybody that I could think of.
1: Nice! So it evolved into a book for everybody. Looking inside of the book, Table of Contents, it starts off with an introduction, uh, actually a very thought-provoking and compelling introduction called The Lifeboat, and then it transitions into part one, which is clarity, part two, which is momentum, and then at the very end it has a 21-day action plan. Why 21 days? Why not a 30-day plan to fill up the month?
0: Great question, John. It's sort of science behind it. Not sort of. It is science behind it that that studies show 21 days is the time it takes to create new new habits. And I like to think of the the, the pivot plan as a plan for rituals. So we give give everybody that, that reads the book. It's the last part of the book that has this 21 day pivot plan. And actually, people who buy the book now are getting a a beautiful special gift added to it, which is is pretty neat because they get a an actual pivot journal. To track those twenty one days that that they 're working nice. but but I want to make a quick distinction. I call them rituals because they're they 're practices um, not they 're not spiritual in nature, although there 's a spirituality to the whole to the whole book and to the the whole practice. but I call them rituals because they 're practices that when you go through them over the course of twenty one days, those practices become habits they become habitual so that you wake up in the morning and you start the day in a particular way habitually. But things don't don't start out as habits, they just start out as something you try and, and you see, and, and you know maybe you do it a couple of times and then you forget and you don't do it again, and those things don't become habits. So I use the word ritual because it's a stronger word, uh, it's a commitment word, and, and it really is a word about practicing something. Because after 21 days of practicing something, there's There's a eighty three percent chance that it will become a habit, and that's that's a pretty high percentage and that's a pretty cool thing to uh to actually be ingraining into our into the cells of our beings
1: got it twenty one day action plan and thanks for clarifying rituals now what's your favorite section of the book
0: i love the I love the part you know at the beginning on clarity because to me everything begins, and I think you mentioned this it's divided up into clarity, momentum, and the plan. And to me, everything starts with clarity. I use the analogy of driving in a car that has a windshield that's got, you know, sort of dirt or mud on it. And if you're driving in a car that's got dirt or mud on the windshield, John, how how quickly can you drive?
1: (laughs) If I can't see, I'm not driving that fast, especially with mud on my windshield.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, if you're driving quickly, as some people are, it's dangerous, right? Right.
1: Yes, it is very dangerous, yeah, very
0: dangerous, so most people yeah. are not out there you know kind of wanting to create more danger for themselves or for other people, so they drive slowly, yeah. and that's the way a lot of people drive in their life they go they go very slowly, and I, I equate that slow going to something i you know I refer to as the status quo so in many ways what's what's really amazing about this book pivot is it disrupts the status quo uh, it disrupts it by first allowing a person to get those windshield that windshield clean. Um, to clean it enough that they can see better. And, and once they have that greater vision, then the natural thing that they can do with it is to go faster, which is what we all want. We all want to be, be traveling down our road of life, not to get to the end faster, but just to be getting to the places along the way, those stops along the way that we're interested in. We want to get there quicker. And, uh, and the way to do that without being dangerous is to clear the windshield. So that's, that's my favorite part of it. Um, but, the next part is so essential as well, which is once you have your windshield cleaned, um, the next thing is where do you want to go? You know, now that you've got more vision, it's like, where where do you want to go? And we call that momentum because it's it's a process of tipping over the first domino. And, you know, mm. what's it going to take to tip over that first domino? and And then what happens? What's the domino effect that creates momentum thereafter? And that's the second part of the book. And, you know, that's that's exciting to me as well.
1: Something else I think is exciting is getting testimonials or advanced praise for the book. I see that you have some from Marsha Weeder, CEO of Dream University, Joe Rubino, Joe Vitale, Bob Proctor, Brian Tracy. I also heard and read that the founder of CEO Space, Bernie Dorman, said it was a thinking grow rich of the twenty-first century. How does that type of praise or advanced praise for your book make you feel?
0: Humble. I mean, <laughs> John, it was, uh, it was high praise. And I thought to myself, well, you know what? I, uh, you know, when somebody says something like that, it puts it kind of out into the universe. And, and I really do believe that this book is going to change millions of people's lives, not thousands, but millions. And, uh, and that's the intention that we've set for it.
1: Hello, current and future published authors. This is John P. Raise your hand if you have not subscribed to this podcast yet. Ah, I see a bunch of hands in the air. Okay, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, iPhone, or the iPad. Now, if you're an Android user, you can subscribe on Stitcher. There are videos on the webpage at pleasefinishyourbook.com with instructions. Speaking of videos, there's a really neat demo at the bottom of the webpage where I'm using an Amazon Echo to play this podcast. Scroll to the bottom of the webpage and watch that demo. Now, back to the show. Okay, Adam, now we're in the author segment of the show where we find out a little bit more about you. So tell us, what did you want to be when you grew up?
0: To be happy. I know that's going to sound funny, Mm. Um, but I just, I really wanted to be happy. And I think everybody does, but I'm not sure everybody's focused on how to, how to create happiness in their life. And so I'm going to say that tie-in to what we've been talking about is very clear that for me, I was working 80 hours a week as a lawyer. You know, sleeping in the office from time to time, I was a workaholic and, and miserable. You know, I was in a lot of pain at that time. And I look back on the difference in my life now and my life then. I'm doing fulfilling work now, whereas before I was doing work for money. And there's mm-hmm. a huge difference between doing something for money and doing something because it's your calling to do it or because it's part of your mission to do it. You know, it's, it's meaningful work to you. It's, it, it's something that comes out of your heart space, really. And, and in the one case where I worked for money, even though I had success, I lacked fulfillment. And, and I remember Tony Robbins sharing this, this advice with me long ago where he said, you know, success without fulfillment, success without fulfillment feels like failure. And I really mm-hmm. believe that's true. And, and now the difference in my life is that I have success with fulfillment and, it's, and the result of success with fulfillment is happiness. And so what I wanted to be when I was younger… Is happy. And, and I found that path by seeking what we're talking about, which is uh, meaningful. You know, w- what is it that you do for a living? And what is it that you do with your days that's meaningful and that contributes to your mission in life? And that's what brings happiness.
1: Yes, I could definitely relate to that. This podcast, actually, I believe, is contributing to my mission. Now, I need to ask before the book idea, which hobby did you find yourself spending the most time doing?
0: I uh, I'm a I'm a swimmer, so I I love to swim. But when I moved out to California, it's kind of funny. I had a, a bit of a of a childhood dream come true, and, and it was childhood because I was about 18 years old when I first visited. Um, or or I've been to California before, but when I visited that time when I was 18, uh, I was with a bunch of guys who were lifeguards. I was a lifeguard, and they all knew how to surf, and I didn't know how to surf, and I was in California. I bought a board for a hundred bucks. I'll never forget it. And, mm. and I had this dinged-up board, this kind of old-school board, and I <laughs> couldn't stand on it for the life of me. And I, every, every time I got in the water, got in the ocean, I'd get pummeled. And so when when we moved out here with the family, one of my goals was to actually take up surfing, and to succeed at learning how to surf. And so it became a hobby, and I am happy and and even sort of proud, I suppose, to say that I know how to surf today.
1: <laughs> nice. So Adam, you've already shared some struggles with us. Go ahead now and take this moment to expand on a personal hardship that you feel that may have shaped you into the person you are today.
0: I, I would say that, that really coming to that crossroads uh, where I was practicing law and realized that I was out of integrity and I didn't realize I was out of integrity. I went to a a seminar, you know, like we're our company, the company that I'm the CEO of New Peaks. We do hundreds of trainings and workshops um, all over the world each year. And uh, and I remember going to one of those workshops, gosh, almost uh, almost 10 years ago at this point and just being there exploring, you know, curious uh, about why I was so unhappy and the, the great thing about seminars is that when they're expertly delivered, as, as I believe our seminars are, they really create a space, a safe space to explore what's going on inside. And that's what I did. I explored what was going on inside and I found that I was living a life that was very much um, not, not, uh, not in integrity, not a part of my, my mission and not really coming from my, my inner self, my, my true self, uh, that sort of thing. And so to make that change of life, to um, to make the pivot from what I was doing to what I currently am doing, uh, that took courage for sure. And I'd say I was in I was in a lot of pain. I had shared that pain with my wife. I was very vulnerable with her. I, I, I remember coming home one day from work and I told her, I said, if I continue to do this, you know, being being a lawyer, you're going to be a widow. Mm. And th- that was a powerful a powerful statement to make. And it was, and it was powerfully vulnerable because I didn't even have a plan for what I might do if I wasn't being a lawyer. And we had four kids and, you know, house and cars and, and, uh, and and dogs and gerbils and goldfish and everything else, you know? (laughs) Wow. So, uh, so it was a bit of pressure there. Um, but I really, I really, I followed my heart. And, and that's the advice I, I give to people all the time. That was a pivotal moment for me, was to just go in the direction of my heart, even though the the outcome was was uncertain.
1: Wow, thanks, Adam. Thank you for sharing that with us. Now, what unique talent are you most proud of?
0: My ability, I would say, to be, and I don't know that it's a talent. I, I think it's just a part of something that I've been able to practice over time, and that's to be tenacious. Um, hmm. I, I don't, I don't, I don't quit. I don't, I don't go quietly uh, in anything that I do. I'm very intense about it, and uh, I think that that's a recipe. That's a part of the recipe for creating results for me is to be tenacious and uh, and to not 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 quit things that I I love. Um, because look, it doesn't matter what you do in, in life, uh, you know, either your personal life or in your, in your professional life. Um, there are going to be days when things go wrong and things are unpleasant and there are challenges that you face that you can't immediately, you know, immediately solve. And those are days that, that kind of taste, the taste in your mouth is pretty crummy. Um, you know, if you could think of something that would taste really awful, um, and you know, imagine that—that's that—that's the taste of a day like that. We all can relate. Um, but to me, when you love what you do, and when you are are, uh, uh, when you fully uh, intend that what you do with your days is for a a purpose, a higher purpose, a calling, even. Um, for yourself, then even when you have that bad taste in your mouth, when when there are those days that are really, really not pleasant, um, you still can go forward and you can go forward with energy and with enthusiasm and with heart uh, and with tenacity. And uh, and to me, that is that is learning to adopt that mindset and that heart set is is a skill set as well.
1: Ah, nice play on words. Adopting the mindset. And the heart set is a skill set. Which book do you wish you were the author of? I'm going to say The
0: the Untethered Soul. Hmm. A really amazing book by Michael Singer. And uh, I've read it several times. I love it. I mean, that book or A Return to Love, Marianne Williamson's, Michael Singer's book, you know, Untethered Soul, is just, it's a guide to letting go and creating unconditional happiness. and And I think... Oh, return to love is is a guide to it's a guide to god (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. i mean it's a guide to spirit it's a guide to to you know source and and that's just amazing and i know it was it was it was divinely inspired so either of those two books to begin with
1: hello current and future published authors this is john p i have a special offer from audible you can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com/front/please finish your book or just click on the Audible logo at the bottom of my webpage. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle or MP3 player. Remember, in episode 000, when I said due to my 3-hour daily commute, I used to also listen to a lot of books. Well, that was with Audible. I've been a customer with Audible since the summer of 2000. I currently have hundreds of books in my library. So audibletrial.com front slash please finish your book or just click on the Audible logo at the bottom of my webpage. Now back to the show. Now it's time for mindset. This is the part of the show where we get a little bit more into what you were thinking and some of the decisions you made when you were developing this book. Let's find out, first of all, who motivated you to actually move forward with the idea.
0: Kids that, that really believed in me. Um, my, my wife, Randy, that really believed in me. And when I, I brought the idea home to them and I said, Hey, I'm going to start writing a book. And they said, well, that's exciting. Now you know, <laughs> what are you going to write about? And, and I, I started to describe what my vision for the book would was gonna be. Um their eyes lit up and their their spirits lit up and they were they were excited for me and they were proud of me. And and that, you know, being around people that build you up, John, is the key to me it's one it's one of the greatest, if not the greatest, key to success. Um and that's why to me, environment is everything. And and that's why we love the events that we do because it's a very special environment that we create. And uh, as as Buckminster Fuller said years ago, uh, environment is stronger than will. And and that just means that you can have all the willpower in the world, but if you still are are in an environment that does not uplift you, that does not support you, people that naysay you all the time, it's going to be very difficult. If I had to come home and told my, my, my wife and kids, hey, I'm going to write a book, and they said, Dad, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Um, In fact, you've never written a book before. You shouldn't be writing a book. You should stay focused on on, you know, these other things, do these things that you know how to do. Stay away from that thing. Um, I probably, you know, in all in all honesty, uh, I might not have written the
1: book. Yeah, I think that's great. Having a very strong support system that can motivate you. I have a strong support system surrounding me of family and friends. And if it wasn't for them, there are a lot of things I wouldn't have done up to this point. So. Being the CEO of New Peaks, traveling, being a master trainer, family life, vacation time, swimming, surfing. (laughs) How did you find the time to actually write this book? And what type of tools did you use to capture your ideas along the way?
0: Well, I started out with a journal and literally did it the old fashioned way. I wrote I wrote longhand in a journal and then i had i hired a transcription service to take my chicken scratch which was a full journals worth of notes and writing and all that kind of thing and turn that you know turn those notes into a uh into a manuscript and that's where i began and then then the process of of culling through all that i'd written and editing it um and you know, working with other editors that I I brought on to assist me in that. And then, you know, once I had a really good uh, manuscript in place, I went and found an agent and the agent sold the book to Simon and Schuster. And then, of course, when they got involved, their editors got involved and and we made lots and lots and lots of changes to it. Um, So it was a, a process that took almost three years but it, it could have been done in a you know, substantially shorter period of time. But I, for, the, you know, for I would say the better part of a year, did it without the support of any team. And, uh, and so that's why it took a bit longer. But yeah, I kept, I kept going at it. And you know, the, the thing about writing is that all writing is rewriting. Uh, I'm mm. going to repeat that because yes. the, the folks that are listening want to hear that one. All writing is rewriting. And uh, that just means you're going you're gonna to spend a lot of time you know, editing and rewriting things until you get them to a place where you, you like what you've written. But I can tell you that if I can do it, anybody can do it. It's just a question of surrounding yourself with a great team. Uh, but starting, you know, starting out by not, not, not waiting for the team to show up before you get started. I got started with no team, and then I added the team later.
1: When the book was finally finished, how'd you celebrate?
0: So when, when we when we were done with the book, um, I came home, my wife and I, and, and the kids. We had we had a beautiful dinner. I remember the day that we got the uh, uh, the first galley, the sort of uncorrected, un, un, not final edited version of the book, and mm-hmm. uh, and we you know busted out a bottle of champagne.
1: <laughs> and we had
0: a beautiful dinner, and and we all just you know we just shared. You know our our feelings about about getting to that milestone, um, and we're still you know I got to tell you John we're still celebrating because every time nice. every time I meet somebody that's been impacted by the pivot strategies, um, to me it's it's I do a little fist pump and I just say this is why I did it and, and this is how you know this is how we change the world at least one one little piece of
1: that. Okay Adam I come from the training and development industry, and I'd love for you to share. An actionable tip or a step-by-step process that someone who's listening to this podcast could actually use starting today. Wonderful.
0: I'm going to give you guys the the most important ritual of the day, which is the the start of the day ritual, meaning when you wake up. So it's three parts, and I'll make it really quick. The first part is to wake up, and and that might sound sort of self you know self explanatory or whatever it is, but um, waking up is the key because. Clearly, as you wake up in the morning, there are people who are not able to wake up, that aren't going to wake up. As you take your first breath of the day, there'll be people taking their last breath. Um, So that that is an acknowledgement when you wake up that your life is a blessing. And regardless of whether you've got some challenges to face, um, every day is absolutely a blessing. I need the reminder. I feel like we all need that reminder. So the first step is to wake up. And, and waking up is waking up your, not just your physical body, but your, your emotional body, your spiritual body, um, you know, all of those, those parts of yourself. that You wake up just a little bit more each day. You become a little more conscious each day. The second part is to give gratitude for something. So just spend even a minute, uh, whether it's lying in bed or, or what have you, um, you know, like I, I said, I used to sleep in the office sometimes, so it could be lying on your couch even. <laughs> uh, but you wake up and then you give gratitude for about a minute or two uh just something you 're grateful for. It could be just that you 're alive, it could be for your kids your 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 spouse your friends your business your your health it could be anything but you just start your day with some things that you tangibly acknowledge and and appreciate and the third step is you put your feet on the floor. Which, by the way, is a blessing as well that not everybody has that that privilege, that ability to put their feet on the floor every morning. So you put your feet on the floor. If you're blessed to do that, you stand up. You put your hand on your heart and you say these words. You say, I love my life. The Mm. words are, I love my life.
1: I love my life. I love
0: my life. And that's how you begin the day. That's what I call the first part of a morning ritual. And if you do that for 21 days... Um, it is more likely than not that you will continue to do that in the future. That you'll wake up a little more. You'll be a little more conscious upon waking. Um, that you'll wake up yourself. That you'll acknowledge what you're grateful for. That you'll give gratitude. Get you know be appreciative to start your day, and that you'll you'll say those very powerful words. That very powerful declaration of intent. It's an intention to truly love your life. It's an intention to be grateful for the life that you've been given. And to do something with that day that's, that's very special. And that's, that's a morning ritual. And so uh, I would say that's something anybody can do starting tomorrow morning.
1: Yes, I love that. <laughs> and I love my life. I actually have a few t-shirts with I love my life across the front. So when will this book be available for sale? Because I understand it's not on the shelves just yet. And as of this recording, we're recording in March 2016. When... Will the listeners be able to go and actually grab this book?
0: The book comes out April nineteenth, but it's actually available right now uh, in pre-sale.
1: Awesome! And, which is
0: great because people can can get the book and get two tickets, two VIP tickets to an amazing three-day live event that we do around you know anywhere in the U.S. and Canada many many times a year. So
1: great! So they can get the book now. I'll add the links to the show notes on the webpage at www.pleasefinishyourbook.com.
0: And you can get the book now and get the tickets. The book won't be delivered until um, the third week in in April. That's when uh, they the orders start to ship out and all that kind of thing. Um, but it is it is very exciting that uh, the, you know the book is going to be on shelves in Barnes and Noble and elsewhere and, and and if people prefer to go to Amazon, you can go to Amazon as well. You just don't get the gifts that come along with the book when you
1: nice. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. My pleasure. So, yeah. Last question. What are you excited about working on next?
0: Well, um, I am I'm in the book writing mode at the moment. So
1: <laughs> it, it's
0: really cool. We've got a um a new book that's called Soul Over Matter and, and I'll maybe I'll come on your show in uh in a few months and talk about that one. So
1: oh, just that. finishing
0: up that book and then my wife Randy and I are actually going to start a book project ourselves about relationships. Because one of the things that we teach at our three-day um, event, we teach a segment on relationships, on how what, how, did, how is it that you create relationships, and what are the pillars of those relationships for them to be um, long long-standing and, and, and really um, you know in business or in personal relationships, how do they how do they really uh, you know bear fruit that they're really fruitful relationships, and so we teach a whole section on that, and then we actually have a relationship retreat that we, that, we, uh, that we teach for a small number of people. And we're going to turn that into a book because we believe that more, more people, really millions and millions of people around the world, um, would benefit from understanding how it is that you create more healthy relationships. I'm super excited about
1: And I would like now for you to say our closing statement.
0: So my name is Adam Markell, and I am the author of Pivot, The Art and Science of Reinventing Your Career and Life. And if you have not published a book yet, please finish your book.
1: Thank you for finishing your book, Adam, and thank you for sharing it with the world. If you want more information on Adam and the Pivot Book, check out the show notes on the webpage at pleasefinishyourbook.com. Erica, take it away.
0: Did you learn enough to help you take the next step toward finishing your book? If so, share the show and let us know by visiting pleasefinishyourbook.com and be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Hashtag pleasefinishyourbook.